Hey, what up? Hello, everybody. Alex Kapitko here, centered from Reality Podcast. It is Friday, December 15th, my day off, so enjoying that. It's kind of cool, kind of brisk, feeling like December. It's crazy to think that a year ago I was, I think I was in Chicago, coming back to the Reno Tahoe Truckee area, and then back to Chicago. Um, it's weird, you know, a year removed, I miss Chicago. I was I was thinking about that the last week. I didn't think I would, but I, I just missed the food scene, the sports culture, some of the people, the the ability for me to drive up to Wisconsin and go see a Packers game or see the Packers come to Soldier Field. So basically, it's all revolving around the Packers because around here, I don't meet a lot of Packers fans, and it's hard to watch the games. I mean, I have NFL Sunday ticket now, but other than that, it's it's kind of difficult. World Cup was going on. It was fun going to bars and watching that and seeing everyone come together. It's a, it's, it was a fun city. You know, I, I think I was there during a point where I was done with grad school and was kind of trying to figure out what was next in life. And so kind of hit a bit of a rut there. I think if I was there under different circumstances and maybe ended up working there, I think it would have been different. But anyways, I do really quite miss Chicago and, um, and, and Green Bay as well. So probably going to make some plans to get back up there, visit some people, etc. Anyways, I don't know why I got off on that tangent. There have been a lot of tangents lately, so apologies. But anyways, by the time you hear this, I'll probably have done my um, 13 or 14 laps around Virginia Lake. I like to do that once in a while just to kind of see what happens. But anyways, I want to start with impeachment and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And I am starting to call this the impeachment deflection campaign because... The Republicans are basically out on a wild goose chase, a fishing expedition, whatever you want to call it, to basically link Hunter Biden, a morally flawed man, and to link his irresponsible spending, his potential corruption, his drug problems to Joe Biden. And I'll be honest right off the bat, it hasn't really been going particularly well for them. There hasn't been a lot of evidence. There's been a lot of talking points. There's been missing binders. There's been closed-door hearings that the public's not allowed to know about. And even Fox News is now saying, if you guys are going to do this, you kind of need some evidence. So I'll get into all of that because House Republicans have formally opened an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. But first, I do want to say, so aside from this, Hunter Biden has been subpoenaed to testify in closed doors, a closed door session with House Republicans. I would argue the reason they want to do a closed door session is because if it's open to the public, it'll be a complete joke and a complete mockery of the James Comer types. James Comer, by the way, from Kentucky, not one of the brightest in the House. I hate to say that. They're not bringing their best. I have to say that because Comer has been saying the evidence is here. We have it. But whenever they say, well, why don't you hold a public hearing and let's all see the evidence, he never wants to. So basically, Hunter Biden... Basically, House Republicans are furious at Hunter Biden because he is not listening to this subpoena to go testify in a closed session. So they're holding him in contempt of Congress, blah, blah, blah. And remember, Jim Jordan has also done this uh, after January 6th. They held him in contempt of Congress. It's, It's a mess. A lot of hypocrisy. But anyways, Hunter Biden actually did a press conference. I think it was two days ago. I want to play a little bit of it because I think um, we don't hear a lot from Hunter Biden. And this shows me that this is a guy who does not want to be in front of the limelight. And look, I, I, I don't think Hunter Biden's a great guy. I will go out there and say that just from a lot of his actions over the past years from, you know, calling up his dad when he's with foreign business interests and trying to get his dad to talk on the phone with him 
to you know having an affair after his brother died with his brother's wife, her widow, I guess you could say, um, making money off of art. Clearly, if he wasn't a Biden, that wouldn't be happening. I mean, his business interests, why is he on the board of Burisma when you kind of, you know, you're like, this guy doesn't really have the professional experience to do that. Yeah, so this is not a great guy by any means. There were reports from the New York Times maybe six months ago about them, about the Biden family covering up a daughter he had with someone out of wedlock, and they've tried to make sure she's not really mentioned as part of the Biden family. So this is a guy with a huge immoral past, right? And so anyways, but but I, I don't think this means that Biden is associated with it. Presidents, people, you know, there's family issues out there. And I think Hunter Biden comes out here and kind of explains that. And it shows me that this is a guy who just wants to go away. And he knows this is just a smear campaign on his father. I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. And I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life and wasted opportunities and privileges I was afforded. For that, I'm responsible. For that, I'm accountable. And for that, I'm making amends. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. I'm proud to have earned degrees from Georgetown University and Yale Law School. I'm proud of my legal career and business career. I'm proud of my time serving on a dozen different boards of directors. And I'm proud of my... On, on that one, I, I wasn't going to interrupt, but maybe Hunter don't brag about serving on the board of all these companies. That's, that's one of the things you could leave out here because there are a lot of questions there. Anyways. ...efforts to forge global business relationships. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They have ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they have belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. And I, I think he says it very well right there. You really can't deny that. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can, my father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. <laughs> I can't help but laugh about that one. Certainly not as an artist. Well, that's good. That's good to know. During my battle with addiction, 
My parents were there for me. They literally saved my life. They helped me in ways that I will never be able to repay. And of course, they would never expect me to. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. All right, so there you have it. I, uh, yeah, like I said, I am not a hardcore, like, Hunter Biden fan by any means, but I think I saw honesty there, and everything he said to me makes sense, okay? And I think the crux of all of this is that at the end of the day, Joe Biden did what probably any good parent would do when they have a child that has addiction problems and is kind of a mess. They support him. And again, I think this is completely just a deflection campaign by the right to downplay Trump and his family's own behavior by trying to equate Trump to Biden. And I'll get into that more later. But let's get into now the impeachment inquiry formally being opened. So The Guardian writes here in quotes, The U.S. House of Representatives has voted to formally open an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, moving forward a process that has been promised by Republican leaders since they gained control of the lower chamber in midterm elections in 2022. By the way, isn't it kind of insane where we have inequality, climate, inflation, high gas prices, a war in Ukraine, uh, just a catastrophe, a tragic catastrophe in Gaza happening, and House Republicans promise to get into power to impeach Joe Biden. We're going to spend government resources. We're going to spend tax dollars to impeach a guy. We don't actually have evidence, but it's on a hunch. We're trying to appease Donald Trump. We're trying to appease the MAGA base. And that's how we're going to spend our time in office. Bullshit. I'm sorry. Just bullshit. But that's where we're at. Anyways, (laughs) one of uh, James Comer's smoking guns that I think has led them to this official, formal, whatever you want to call it, inquiry, is that they did find payments that basically they found that Joe Biden loaned Hunter Biden several thousand dollars to buy a car. What what happened is that they found three payments of $1,380 that occurred in September, October, and November of 2018. By the way, I think Donald Trump was president then. Biden wasn't even a a government official at that time. (sighs) Anyways... And this is basically he was loaning Hunter Biden these three payments so that Hunter could buy a 2018 Ford Raptor truck. Pretty sick truck, honestly, by the way. So pretty good choice there. Expensive. And basically, this is what House Republicans found. They're like, this is the smoking gun. I guess Comer thought that these looked more like payments from China. I I, I don't know. But basically, it also looks like Hunter paid him back. But these basically what I'm trying to what I'm trying to de- demonstrate here is these are the type of things House House Republicans have pulled up. There's no you know massive million dollar dumps from Burisma or anything. It's car payments that were paid back so Hunter could get himself a new Ford Raptor. That's where we're at. So, anyways, House Republicans I think need needed to formally open an impeachment inquiry because it actually gives them more access to information, and so. That's that's where we're at here because they can authorize this, it formalizes it, and now they can get more access to bank records, dozens of hours of testimony from key witnesses, and now they can actually hold more hearings. And I was reading also that 
basically this ensures that they can extend the uh, investigation into 2024, which is obviously going to be a huge headache for Biden. But also in the short term, it gives the House committees more power to subpoena documents and also for judges to enforce those requests. So look, both parties do this. If they're going to eventually actually impeach Biden, this is the next step. Not surprising at all. And The Guardian, though, also notes that so far they have obtained like 40,000 pages of bank records, dozens of hours of testimony, and really no evidence so far has emerged. So I, again, think this is symbolic. This is what the MAGA base wants. And also this is to gaslight the public and say, see, they're both corrupt. Trump corrupt, Biden corrupt, even though it's really like apples to grapefruit or apples to pizza. Like there's just, it's just not even close. But anyways, we will move on. So I think the next question that comes here is back to the evidence thing. And it's interesting here because you kind of have the MAGA Mike Johnson, MAGA Mike as people call him, you have the Newsmax, you have, you know, the Marjorie Taylor Greene types, you have the Comers. These people say, oh, you know, this is there's a clear connection between Hunter and Joe. But a lot of more sane Republicans are just like, hey, there's I, I don't see the evidence here. We're even seeing some Fox News hosts start to question this. One example, Dusty Johnson, House Republican, he said in quotes, if we don't have the receipts, that should constrain what the House does long term. Ken Buck, another Republican from Colorado, he said the party was in quotes, engaging in retribution impeachments. While yet another said Biden had probably not committed any impeachable offenses. I watched um, an interview with Mitt Romney where he said usually you want the evidence before you start the impeachment, not vice versa. That's why this is a fishing expedition on top of a wild goose chase. I, it's, it's a chaos. But of course, I, I think some Republicans understand that this actually could backfire on them and make them look like fools. Because look, Comer can keep wanting these closed door hearings closed-door testimonies, but eventually there's going to need to be some public ones. And I don't know if those are going to hold up too well because, again, this is the issue of the current Republican Party is that they feel obligated to do this for Trump in the base. And when you're, when you're being held up like that, held hostage to that, you're going to do a lot of things that are politically egregious. And I think that's what we're seeing here. And Newsweek has a pretty good piece out, and it's talking about how a number of Fox News hosts are just openly expressing skepticism now. And it writes here in quotes, while the conservative news network is still overwhelmingly negative and partisan in its cover of Joe and Hunter Biden, one person who has frequently talked down the impeachment probe is Fox and Friends co-host Steve Ducey, who, guys, by the way, he's been on a journey. Like he's, I don't know, he's like the voice of reason now. It, it doesn't make sense. But anyways, the article continues. In a recent episode of The Morning Show, Ducey noted that House Republicans have got a lot of ledgers and spreadsheets, but they've not connected the dots. Very true, Mr. Ducey. Let me see if I have it here, too, because Brett Bayer also pressed uh, MAGA Mike Johnson about this as well. So Brett, By Brett, Byer, Brett Bayer was talking with Mike Johnson, and he was basically pressing him on supporting impeachment into Biden. And this is because basically Mike Johnson was vocally against partisan impeachments or single party impeachments during the 2019 one when Trump threatened to withdraw aid from Ukraine. 
And and basically, Bayer's like, bro, in, in 2019, you were like, single-party impeachment is not a good idea, which, by the way, Alex here, host of the show, I agree with. But boy, does he change when it's the other party. And so here's what, here's what Mike Johnson said in 2019. He said, in quotes, the founders of this country warned against a single-party impeachment for good reason. They feared that it would bitterly and perhaps irreparably divide our country. <laughs> and uh, he also said, I hope and pray that future Congress can and still will exercise greater restraint. And so then Bayer just asked Johnson if moderate Republicans who are currently expressing doubt about this inquiry are not exercising restraint. And uh, Johnson said he stood by his comments, of course, and said there's a big distinction. <laughs> oh, kill me now. <laughs> kill me now. And I, I think it is interesting, though, to see Fox News actually turning on this a little bit, though, of course, it's not going to matter because Trump will attack Fox News, call it becoming a Democrat hit job. We know that, you know, Newsmax and OANN can fill the gap by any means, but it is interesting to see that some of these Fox hosts are still kind of going, you know, is there something here? And, and the hypocrisy to me is just, you can smell it a mile away, basically. Anyways, some thoughts here. I think this could be a political mess for Republicans, especially Republicans in Biden counties, purple states, you know, places like New York and California, maybe the maybe like Detroit suburbs, Chicago suburbs and Illinois. I, yeah, I could see there being some backfire here. And also we have to remember that this is going to go nowhere again. That's why I think this is just virtue signaling to the orange god king, Donald Trump, because even if the House does vote to impeach, Biden's not going anywhere. It would, it would go to the Senate for conviction, for the trial, right? And 67 senators would have to vote to convict, convict Biden. And right now, Democrats control the Senate. So that outcome is pretty much impossible, from my understanding. And so <laughs> the other thing, though, I will say is that Biden will be impeached. It's going to be on his record. I am going to tell you that right now. He will be impeached because... The House majority is Republicans, and usually that's just how this goes. We have to remember that of the others impeached through history, four of the five— Okay, uh, what I mean is of the others that an impeachment inquiry was opened through history, four of the five were impeached as well. Nixon was the only one that wasn't impeached, only because he resigned before the inquiry finished because it was looking pretty damn bad for him. By the way, it's insane to me that back in those days, he actually just resigned because now it'd be like doubling down like, oh, no, I, I didn't do anything wrong here. It's just a Democrat deep state hit job. You guys know what I mean. But but yeah, he he will definitely be impeached. And and also going off of that, I, I hate the, the Republican talking point, the MAGA Mike Johnson talking point, which is like, this is so much different. 2019 was political, but this one is so different. Look, when Democrats opened up the impeachment inquiry, and then officially an impeachment of Trump after, you know, his, in quotes, perfect phone call with Zelensky over withholding aid to Ukraine, quid pro quo, all of that bullshit. There was something there. This was a president literally threatening another country that they were not going to give them aid unless they helped him out for political reasons ahead of an election. Like, that is not what you want a president to be doing. That, to me, raises red flags up the yin-yang about that. And to think that that was nothing but maybe Biden's connections with his son are, I, there's just double standards. And a lot of these MAGA Republicans specifically just don't play by the same rules. The rules don't apply. And 
Look, in this case, it looks like Republicans have found Hunter Biden to be a sleazy and corrupt guy. And they just want to find a link between his dad and him. And they're just attacking his character along the way. And this is an inquiry that is looking for evidence. It's not an inquiry that has the evidence. And it is now trying to make a case for impeachment. At least the Democrats literally had proof that Trump did this. And they were just trying to make a case for why he isn't fit to be president. It's completely different. It's absurd. And... Again, Eric Swalwell's talked about this. David Frum's written about this in The Atlantic. Mona Sharon has talked about this with The Bulwark. I, I've talked about this on the podcast for years now. It is very clear why Republicans are attacking Biden's corruption or allegations of corruption, and they're attacking Hunter Biden. They're deflecting because they want to confuse the public in order to downplay Trump's corrupt behavior. The Republicans need a moral case or at least some sort of rationalization for why they've stuck with Trump, and it needs to be that the other side is just as bad. And they need to de- they need to find a way to equate Biden and Trump and say, see, they're both the same. And this is this is basically their cognitive dissonance that is just getting worse. They're saying, well, Democrats are corrupt. And so they need the Bidens to look just as corrupt. And prior to the 2024 election, it could work if, you know, Republicans can convince some voters that Trump and Biden are corrupt. Both are corrupt. It, it may make people kind of create a false equivalency between the two. And it's good for Republicans who are trying to rationalize their kowtowing to Trump. Not good, but it, I mean, it's kind of smart if that's what you're trying to do. And my other, my other takeaway here is I don't, I just don't like this precedent. I didn't like it under Trump. I don't like it now. I think impeachment is, well, the, the constant impeachments we're starting to see is a pretty bad precedent, Right. Prior to Trump being impeached twice, and now it looks like Biden, impeachments were pretty pretty rare. I mean, you had, I mean, let's let, let's look here. I mean, you had the impeachment of Andrew Johnson, the attempted impeachment of Richard Nixon, impeachment of Bill Clinton. You had some that had a formal investigation but were not impeached. James Buchanan in 1860. You know, there just weren't a lot of them. And now it seems like we're going to have an impeachment pretty much every time that you have Congress made up of one party and the president of the other party. There's just always going to be an impeachment. And that's not a healthy country. That's not how you move forward. That's not how you create a a democracy that actually works for the people and solves actual issues. Like we have we have had just as many impeachments almost in the last five years than we've had in all of U.S. history. That's exaggerating a little bit, but it's not far from the truth. And that's just a horrible precedent for this country. And, you know, I I think Democrats, maybe they didn't need to impeach Trump twice. I think they had much more of a rationalization and a justification to do so. But we've opened this up. This Pandora's box is just flooding the zone now, and this is what we get. So anyways, we'll have to watch this. I hope, you know what, Rep- Republicans do really well that Democrats don't is James Comer has no evidence. He looks like a buffoon, but he goes on TV. He does every interview under the sun. And so the Republican narrative is getting out there so much, so much more efficiently. And the Biden administration needs someone to go out there and articulate the insanity going on right now because they're not good at it. And this has been Biden's issue from day one of his presidency is they're not good at telling the American people the good things they're doing. But the Republicans are fine to go on, you know, CNN's face the nation and lie to the people about it and spread their narrative. And right now, the the Republicans are just so much better at that. And 
the Democrat Biden needs someone to do this. They're ho- the Republicans are hogging all the interviews. They're dominating the narrative. And Biden's, you know, everything from Biden being called corrupt to his DOJ being called corrupt to this impeachment stuff. He needs someone out there. He needs a wingman, wingwoman, whatever, going out there and talking about this stuff. So anyways, um, I'm probably going to do another episode this afternoon, uh, potentially, or maybe into tomorrow. We'll see. But yeah, I just wanted to get this out there because I'm, I'm just uh, I'm just getting a little tired of this narrative. The last thing I do want to say, and this is probably what I'll talk about. I want to give a little update on Argentina. Javier Millet, obviously... <laughs> leader of Argentina right now. And, you know, he's he's talked about some pretty radical changes, getting rid of the central bank, putting Argentina on the U.S. dollar. So that would mean getting rid of the peso. So far, interestingly, the IMF is actually welcoming some of the shock therapy that Javier Millet's cabinet is doing so far. The Economist has an interesting piece on it, which I'll probably talk about later, but I just wanted to give you this little cap on the episode. The Economist uh, writes here, Luis Caputo, the new economy minister in Javier Millet's cabinet in Argentina, announced a sweeping package of measures. The official exchange rate of the peso was devalued by half and public spending was slashed. The IMF, which has supported the beleaguered economy with a $43 billion loan, welcomed the shock therapy. So I said this at the time that he was elected. I said the left and the right are corrupt and, and just fossils. They, they are just not useful. They are not good, and Argentinians are suffering. This is a vibrant economy. It was a vibrant economy that now has some of the worst inflation in the wealthy world. And so, you know, Javier Millet, crazy, clones his dogs, looks like the front man of a 60s cover band, whatever. Like, maybe you sometimes need a, a guy like this. I, I haven't enjoyed people calling him the Argentinian Donald Trump. He's just not. He's different. He is just a neo, not a neoliberal, he's an anarcho-libertarian capitalist. I don't think any of this is going to work in Argentina, but maybe a little shock therapy is necessary. Again, I'm not really saying one way or the other on this, but it is fascinating. So anyways, probably be back with another episode later, but thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. You guys know the rest, or follow me on Instagram, Centered from Reality. And... What I will say is you can feel feel free to write to me. Um, email's the same, centered.from.reality at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Am I completely wrong on Hunter Biden? I'm always willing to get feedback. Or if you have any recommendations on guests to bring on or anything, let me know. So anyways, we'll see you later. Adios.